Welcome to the Evolution Exchange NHS podcast. We're bringing together the best tactical leaders from across the NHS and local authorities to talk about topics which matter to them, as well as challenges that they're facing in the workplace. I'm Louis, and I'm today's host. Today, I'm joined by Nikki, Jennifer, Samaya, and Amnit to discuss how they are supporting patients and residents over winter. The views expressed by the guest are their own and do not necessarily reflect official position or policy of their organisations. So before we delve into the topic today, let's work our way around the room for some introductions. I'll come to you first, Nikki. Thanks, Louis. Uh, my name's Nikki Smith. I'm the Transformation Manager for Population and Communities for NHS Brimley RBWM Place Team. And my role, just very briefly, involves delivering transformation capability, population health improvement, empowering and engaging communities to improve their health and well-being and supporting reduction in health inequalities within communities, the local authority, NHS and primary care. Brilliant. Thanks, Nehi. And over to you, Samaya. Um, I'm Samaya Zabe. I'm the Community Engagement Officer in the Communities Team at RBWM Council. Um, I work really closely with Nikki, so supporting residents to meet both the NHS Brimley priorities as well as meeting our own council priorities and helping them support themselves. Great. Thank you. And Jennifer? My name is, uh, I'm Jennifer Hardy. Uh, I'm one of the National Management Trainees um, at the Council. I work on the Community Champions Project. Uh, look at loneliness in the rural borough, work on the Household Support Fund and currently working on a project called Think Family, which is thinking about how we work with with families um, and children in the borough. Brilliant, thank you. And last but not least, Amnit. Hi everyone, my name's Amnit Kornandra. Um, I'm also a National Management Trainee at RBWM on the NGDP grad scheme. Um, I work within the communities team like the rest of us. Um, and yeah, I've been working on the Household Support Fund um, and another project called RBWM Knowledge Bank, which is to support our voluntary organisations within the borough. Great, thank you. I'll come back to you there, Nikki. Yes, thanks, Louis. Uh, just a final note and a really, really important note that although I work for NHS Brimley and my other colleagues work for RBWM, we are one large integrated team. So uh, all of our work um, has golden threads amongst all of the projects. So really, we are one big collaboration, one big um, team. Brilliant. Thanks, Nikki. Um, so now that we've established a bit of context for each of you, uh, let's move into today's topic, which is support over winter. The panel have came up with some questions today um, to provide a bit of context and give you an insight into how they're supporting their patients and residents across the Frimley ICB territories. So I think we'll dive straight into them. The first one being how are you supporting your residents with the cost of living? I think it's all around um, identifying services for communities available to them over the winter. So it's making the right choice within the right services uh, at the right time um, for that individual. And it's also how can communities continue to support each other together uh, alongside the voluntary care sector as well. And I think it's working collaboratively and putting support in place around self-care, which I just previously alluded to. Um, things that um, services that uh, residents can access well, the Frimley Healthier Together, which is a website and provides a range of information about um, common childhood illnesses and gives lots of support and advice to parents and carers, etc. Um, there is digital, uh, digital support through the NHS app, which makes it easier to order repeat prescriptions, for example. And there are different ranges of health and care professionals at GP practices to support residents. So lots of different um, 
lots of different individuals staff wise um, providing different support. Also, it's about looking out for friends, family, neighbours, which is really, really important. Flu vaccination. So don't forget to get your flu vaccination, keeping warm, uh, using your pharmacist for symptoms if you're worried about anything at all. Um, stock up with cold and flu remedies. Uh, make sure that uh, residents aren't running out of prescription medications. And if you feel unwell, do get advice or treatment and follow the appropriate support. So that could be your pharmacist, GP practice, 111, etc. Definitely. And I think that basically shows the breadth of support that is provided and um, the things that patients and residents have access to. Um, I'll come over to you, Shmaya. Uh, thanks. Uh, I was just going to say at the council, we've got um, quite a few schemes running to support residents with a cost of living crisis. So um, the first one, which is our main scheme, is the Household Support Fund. Um, and it's a one-off £145 payment that we give to residents, anyone who's struggling financially um, with, with the cost of living. We um, give that straight to their bank account and the money's come from DWP. So we've been distributing that through our delivery partners. We also recently revamped our Here to Help information. So we've created a, a Here to Help hub on our website. So there's information on energy and water costs, you know, help with debt support. Um, and we've also created like a handy flyer to go along with that because we recognise that not all residents are able to access information online and actually a lot of the residents that need the support um <clears throat> they rely on you know word of mouth they rely on community groups to to get that information so there's that as well um and then free school meals for for children um any child who's eligible for free school meals at school are also eligible for free school meal vouchers over the holidays so that um you know they can get food um and, and get fed over over the holidays and also um engage in activities that are provided for free um so those are some of the main schemes that that we're running at the council and we've also recently recruited a financial inclusion officer um so his job is to maximise the income that residents are receiving, so making sure that they are accessing all of the benefits that they're entitled to. So lots of great support that's available at the council. We're just working now on how to get that to residents. Great. Thank you for that insight. And over to you, Jennifer. Thanks, Louis. Um, so, yeah, if you want to learn more about um, the support that's available at the council, you can search RBWM um, here to help. Um, which will take you to our page you can see everything you can also follow us on social media we're using the hashtag rbwm how to help um, and if you would like to learn more about how you can help your community um, specifically those people who are struggling with the cost of living you can also follow our campaign hashtag rbwm how to help um, which gives information about how to donate how you can volunteer how you can look after uh, your neighbors and your loved ones um, I would also say that if you are a community champion or if you would like to become a community champion, that's a really important role about spreading awareness um, in the community and lots of the information that we put out as part of our community champions uh, campaign is to do with uh, winter wellness, so public health messaging, uh, like Nikki was saying about flu vaccines, but it also includes information about uh, uh, cost of living support um, and specifically the household support fund. So if you are a community champion, uh, this is a plug to to get out there and really spread those messages as far as you can. And if you feel like that's a role that you'd like to take up as well, please get in contact with us. Um, it's a really low stakes uh, scheme that you can do to, to help your community. Thank you, Jennifer. 
Uh, and then the second question we want to cover, so that was cost of living. Now, how are you supporting your residents to keep well over winter? I know we're well in the midst of winter now. Um, so how are you looking to do that? Um, hi, Louis. I think that links in as well with the household support fund, which has been previously spoken about, um, keeping warm, um, that extra financial support for residents who um, might be struggling a bit over the winter. As we know, cost of living is a huge issue for everybody. And also social isolation. So like I said previously, it's looking out for friends and family, looking out for each other, um, your sort of good neighbour scheme, checking that people are OK. Um, and it's um, with the intention of increasing that sort of resilience over the winter um, and that um, connectedness, that belongingness. And I think it's that connections in the community that go a long way. Great. Jennifer? Yeah, I think there's also lots of stuff that people can be doing to prepare for the cold weather. So it's things like um, making sure that you have medications uh, in your cabinet, that you've had your prescriptions filled. Um, it's keeping an eye on when um, pharmacies are closed over the winter. You don't want to be caught out um, with uh, a prescription that you need being filled. Um, as Zicky said, it's, it's really important to stay warm, to keep your house warm if you can. If you're having issues with um, paying energy bills, uh, do come and look at the uh, here to help support that we have available uh, through the council to help pay those energy bills because it's really, really important to stay warm. But it's also important to stay active as well, to get out and about if you can, although do make sure that you wrap up warm if it's really, really chilly. Um, and it's it's really important, as he said, to, to kind of reach out and make those connections um, because as the days get you know, darker and shorter and, uh, you know, it can be quite bleak sometimes. So I think it's 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 really important to to reach out yourself, but also to be mindful if you've got neighbours or loved ones, um, you know, that you, you just check in with people now and again um, to just make sure that uh, everyone's doing OK. Yeah, I think that's really important. And over to you, Shemaya. Thanks. Um, just off the back of what uh, Jen said, um, we're really lucky that we've got quite a few libraries across the borough um, and the libraries are such a great source of information um, you know whether it's to do with the cost of living or if you just need somewhere to go to talk to someone so we've been plugging the libraries uh, as a source of support um, across these winter months especially um, but also we've got amazing community groups like the Green Doctor for example they they do home visits they teach you how to stay well over winter they'll talk you through your energy bills how to understand the energy bills they'll also do scam awareness we've got community wardens who do the same thing so there are lots of groups out there that will help you stay well over winter like I said it's just finding out where that information is and I think libraries are the best source um, of information if you can't get online. Thank you. Back to you Nikki. Thanks Louis. Um, just on the back of what Samaya was saying about community groups, I know we're going to touch on about the uh, Innovation Fund which is um, available through uh, the World Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead but there's a there's a group called Draft Busters so if people are struggling uh, on the back of any paying energy bills, et cetera, et cetera. They will come out. Uh, it's completely free across the Royal Borough and they will identify where there could be drafts or where people could potentially save money. And as I said, this is a completely free service. Um, more information can be found on the RBWM Together website, but please do um, use them. They are a fantastic free resource. Thanks, Becky. And over to you, Amnith. Yeah, so alongside Draft Busters, there's also an organisation called Green Doctor, and they go around and visit people's households and see where they could be saving money with the energy costs and keeping warm and making sure that um, no heat is escaping from the house. 
Okay, thank you. Back to you, Jennifer. Uh, so I think that the key thing, um, um, you know, across kind of cost of living and wellness kind of checks for winter is that if you need help, you should seek help. Um, there, there is no need to feel embarrassed, um, you know, or feel that you don't deserve it. People do deserve the help that's out there. Um, and you just have to ask. There are so many organisations and great, fantastic people in the borough who are, who want to lend a hand, who want to help you out. Um, and there, there's no judgment um, in seeking out those services. Um, you know, we, we all understand that times are really tough at the moment. And we're also in the kind of the, the coldest, bleakest part of the year. Uh, so, you know, do uh, do reach out for people because they are there and they want to help. Great, thank you everyone. And I would encourage people to use them tools within the Frimley region. Um, so moving on to the household support fund, um, tell us a little bit about that and how residents can access it. Yeah, Amnit? Yes, yeah, so I think Samaya already covered it, but um, it's a one-off one £145 payment from DWP that we offer to residents who are struggling with living costs right now. Um, so that could be things from housing, bills, food, heating, especially in the winter. Um, and residents can access it through one of our delivery partners, such as Citizens Advice East Berkshire. So they'll reach out to them who will support them in applying and then we will process the application. Thank you. And over to you, Shamaya. Yeah, just to say that um, there's no means testing. So the um, payment is made based on the discretion of the delivery partners. So, um, you know, there's no questions asked on our end. If the delivery partner feels that the family is in need of this payment, we process the application it goes straight to their bank account it's a really easy process um, and we're trying to get the word out as much as possible so um, I think the first port of call for anyone interested in the payment is citizens advice um, they're amazing they will signpost you to food banks other support that you might need um, and they'll help you with the application too thank you and Jennifer yeah so just to say if people are interested the uh, the best way to contact citizens advice is to email them at hsf at caeb.org.uk which is their dedicated email inbox um, if you don't have access to uh, email you can also ring them or they do have a drop-in service there their information is online but you can also um, ask librarians as well to help you if you, if you need contact uh, help contacting them um, yeah great and I think We've touched on it slightly, but alongside this, we've got the Here to Help and How to Help initiatives. Tell us a little bit more about them. Yes, Maya. So uh, this year we have uh, run two you know, parallel campaigns, social media campaigns. So the first one is Here to Help, um, and that's basically showing residents all of the different support services that are available. So I mentioned before, we've got sections on energy and water costs, um, childcare and, and school meals. We've got debt advice um, and then just also community support. So, you know, where, where should you go if you need, um, you know, that extra helping hand? And there's lots of different you know, community connector type groups within within our borough. So it's really important to to make sure that that information is readily available so we're running that social media campaign every week or so we, we're highlighting a different service a different part of the campaign um, but then alongside that we're also um, running the here to help campaign so uh, so how to help campaign sorry um, and this is for residents who probably don't need that support but they want to get involved and help out their neighbour so just encouraging them to um, either give up their time volunteering um, it's really important um, to support your neighbours or if they just want to check in with their neighbours just is 
helpful to have those handy reminders um, on social media because a lot of people feel like they can't help with the current situation but actually they can do a lot and if it if it means just knocking on your neighbor's door and making sure that they know that the household support fund is available to them you know that does go a long way so um, those are our two campaigns that we're running at the moment. Great I'll come over to Jana. Jennifer. Yeah so I think it's really important to be aware that uh, we can all do something and it can be something really small it can be something really massive uh, you know it could be something as simple as just making sure that your neighbour's bins are put out if you realise um, that they're kind of not capable of doing that or just checking that they've they've got their shopping in, or if you're popping in to get your own medication, whether you could help pick up their prescription. Um, there's there's such a range of different support um, that can be done and, and it's really flexible based on kind of what people are, are able to do. Um, I will say if you want to learn more about where you can donate to local food banks um, and the items that they really want, which is really important, um, you can look on our website. Um, you can also search them online and many of them will have specific things that they're looking for, um, which which makes the whole process really, really simple. Um, so, yeah, I'd encourage people to, to have a look and we have a, a little handy map online. So it's uh, really, really straightforward. Brilliant. Uh, over to you, Amnith. Yeah, so based on the examples that Jennifer gave, um, I think that the How to Help initiative is really important for building a community spirit because, yeah, that will just help people feel more integrated with each other and their neighbours and give everyone a sense of fulfilment that they're helping out. Definitely, I think that's um, definitely important over winter times. Um, so we've touched on there how others can can help their community and uh, and people around them. Great. So how are you helping residents protect themselves? I think I'm going to quickly bring in the uh, Innovation Fund again, which is available for REWM um, residents. And um, this is a resident-led um, initiative programme. So it's identifying where the priorities and concerns are and where they can come up with solutions to support themselves and their communities. And a lot of projects, we've now funded 29 over the last year have focused around cost of living and social isolation, people who are, aren't connected into their communities, who do um, feel that they need that more um, resilience and need more support from their, from their neighbours and friends. So um, a lot of groups have been set up uh, and one of them especially um, provided cooking classes and that was through Abbey Housing. So they were supporting residents with cost of living, how to cook on a budget, et cetera, et cetera. And also to enable them to have hot food, nutritious food, and also activity groups to help with uh, mental health and well-being, as we know, a lot of people um, can get quite down and feel quite anxious and um, alone and um, a bit fed up over the winter period. So we have lots of activity groups with the innovation funds, such as walking cricket for over 60s. We have a yoga project and um, Tai Chi, et cetera, et cetera. And we have a lovely Nature's Haven uh, project, which is a healing programme. Um, a healing garden programme, should I say, that allows people who might not necessarily have access to a garden, uh, growing food, produce, et cetera, et cetera, those connections into the community. Um, and I think it's um, about how we can um, support our residents, like I said, to cook on a budget, healthy food, um, where they can access that food, growing their own food um, and sharing that produce um, within communities. Um, so it's a bit like a community fridge, um, as it were. So all of this can support our communities um, to not only help themselves, um, but better ways in linking into the communities. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and we've touched on 
some of the messaging previously in terms of the here to help and how to help initiatives. But is there any other key messages um, from the NHS side of things for, for patients or residents this winter? I think it's about having that awareness of the appropriate services to contact um, dependent on your need um, alongside um, flu vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera, and other relevant vaccinations, um, but also childhood immunisations as well. It's about um, knowing how to access your GP surgery, who to speak to. There are lots of people in the GP practices who will give you advice and support, different roles, um, 111 um, if you're out of hours um, and your GP practice is closed. I think it's just about that staying well message, um, information on different websites such as NHS Choices and the Frimley Healthier Together as well. Um, obviously, if you are really, really concerned, then please do um, access the appropriate services and they will give you that advice and, and support, which is on the back of what Jennifer um, alluded to. You're not alone. There are lots of people around to support you, whatever your need is. Yeah, and I suppose messaging is a really important part of support over winter. Um, and you touched on before in terms of your social media campaigns, but how do you reach and communicate with residents that I suppose are at the, the biggest risk and identify them residents that need that support? Yes, Amaya? So we're really lucky because um, we have quite a lot of data that shows us exactly where these residents are. So um, we've got a mapping tool that shows us where um, the residents who live alone, where they mostly live. So it's based on LSOAs. Um, like I said before, libraries, a great source of information. Um, we know that a lot of people can't access information online. So with our Here to Help um, information, we've got it in paper form too. So we're using our delivery partners to um, spread that message and, and give out the leaflets. So we've got you know, Age Concern, Citizens Advice, um, Baby Bank, all these different groups that we're hoping if we uh, give them the information, they will be able to spread it when they talk to residents, when they're coming to them for the household support fund, for example, or other support. So um, we are doing some targeted work, um, but it's also about um, word of mouth as well. So that's why the um, How to Help campaign is so important, teaching people that actually, you know, talking to your neighbour every day just about what you've read on social media can go a really long way. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the ways that we're targeting um, the people that won't be able to access information online. Brilliant. Over to you, Nikki. Thanks, Louis. Um, it's just um, following on from uh, Samaya's um, brief description about how we can protect ourselves. Using the NHS Social Prescribing Service is a really, really, really useful tool for so many people. And they provide that social support, which is wrapped around the individual and they can be accessed through your GP practice and you can even self refer. So it's anyone of any age and um, they offer so many different types of services. They really are there to support so many people in so many different ways, especially if you're a carer or you're not sure if you're a carer. Um, there's lots of support there. So please do contact your GP practice if you are not sure. And the social prescribing team will give you a ring and provide that support wrapped around you. Thanks, Nikki. And to you, Jennifer. Thanks, Louis. Yeah, so in terms of um, thinking about how we share messages, um, obviously our Community Champions project is really important, um, which I mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, and obviously we, ha we have lots of different champions from lots of different walks of life. Um, so we have members of staff, people who work in voluntary groups in the community. Um, they We have, you know, GPs, uh, 
residents, uh, every walk of life. And some people have, you know, really large uh, newsletters that they put out or they work with a lot of people uh, in their day to day uh, job. But we also have people who just communicate with their next door neighbor, you know, or they just have a couple of friends that they talk to or they just work with the people in their street. That's perfect. There is no set kind of amount of people that you need to be contacting with this um, and, and how you communicate those messages. Uh, is really up to you. So some, as I say, some people put out newsletters, some people have uh, street WhatsApp groups, or they share them on social media, um, or as Samaya has, keeps reminding us, word of mouth is really important. So it's a really, really flexible role. Um, and it's really about trying to reach into the community um, as far as we can, because we know that, you know, the council and the NHS can only spread their messages so far. And actually sometimes those messages are best coming from people uh, that people trust um, uh, and, and they can do a much better job at sharing those messages than, than we can. So they're a really integral part of uh, sharing important public health messaging and cost of living advice at the moment. They're a really, really invaluable, uh, you know, part of our, our community and we can't thank them enough for the work that they do. It's, uh, it's really amazing. Thanks, Jennifer. And Amni? I think, as Samaya said earlier, that our libraries are also a really good source of information for um, such as ha uh, the Household Support Fund, Here to Help and How to Help, um, with regards to leaflets and getting you in contact with citizens' advice. And I think especially for people who don't have access to the internet so confidently, um, libraries could be really useful. Thank you. Um, and then finally today, tell us a little bit more about the Innovation Fund and how people can access that. Access that. Um, thanks, Louis. If I give you a little bit of a background, it might um, make more sense. Um, so during the pandemic and as part of the COVID response, RBWM worked with over 30 organisations to support residents and raise awareness during a period of time which is very uncertain for a lot of people. This was stage one. Such successful collaboration progressed to the second stage called Embedding Community Response, which was created and led by various community groups to bring people together to work in partnership. The third stage was a deep dive across RBWM's communities at ward level through a bespoke and structured engagement programme utilising the World Cafe concept. And this was when called um, Empowering Our Communities. So this ran from 2022 to 2023. And our objectives as part of that programme were to utilise the World Cafe concept, which is all about conversation and dialogue, to engage communities and provide a listening process, identifying what matters to them, and then implement and support resident self-sustainable solutions and outcomes, utilising an asset-based community development and bottom-up approach. Um, to provide seed funding, which was part of the RBWM Innovation Fund to encourage, kickstart and support community initiatives and then capacity building of community champions as ambassador support and engagement. So this ran um, last year and as I said, we funded 29 projects just under £100,000. This year, uh, we will be continuing with the RBWM Innovation Fund and that can be found on the RBWM um, Together website. And our aim is to maintain the same concept, which is listening um, and about resident dialogue, but to build communities resilience now, expanding growth and uh, to continue this through community led change. Um, so each RBWM ward will be allocated £2,500. 
Um, and we will build on current RBWM intelligence and our findings from the World Cafe programme, which ran from 22 to 23, and the 30, sorry, the 29 innovation fund projects, um, which we funded. Um, so it, it, all the projects need to focus around four facets in line with the four key priorities with the RBWM health and wellbeing strategy, and they are improving access to services and to better people's health. Um, social isolation and loneliness, health prevention to reduce risk factors and reduce mental or physical health inequalities. Um, so it's a very, very exciting fund. Like I said, it is there to kickstart ideas. Uh, it is resident led, so they will drive that change and um, projects. We're, we're really looking for them to be sustainable over at least 12 months. But it's about putting residents' voices at the heart of our communities. It's about that bottom-up approach. Approach. It's about using their own skills and capabilities um, to drive that change. Um, as we all talk about partnership, collaboration, and um, making those changes um, for residents by residents, as they have the lived experiences, they have that knowledge, so they are often the best people to drive that change because they they know their needs and they know their priorities. So um, please do send us your ideas as long as you live in the RBWM area. You can be any age. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're an individual or you're part of a group, et cetera, et cetera. Please do apply um, and all ideas will be assessed no matter how big or how small and we will get back to you. So um, please do send um your queries to either Samaya or myself, and we are happy to support anyone um, with any questions that they may have. Thanks, Dickie. Uh, I think that's a really nice way to end the, the discussion on today. Um, so thank you very much for all your answers. Um, before we end the podcast, I'd like to say thank you very much to the guests for joining us today and sharing their thoughts and insights into the work that they're doing over winter. If you are hiring for any new technical roles or looking for a new role yourself, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone else you know would like to feature on a future podcast, please drop me a message too. I've been Louis. You can find me on LinkedIn or alternatively visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK forward slash NHS. Thank you very much for joining and we hope you listen next time. Thank you.